to Clemente's Corner Podcast. This is a podcast all about me, Clemente. That's my name. I like to interview cool people, interesting people, people that I like talking to. And this is no different than before. One of my favorite people, he is a rapper out of the 806 area code. We were supposed to record um, an episode way back before I moved to Austin. But, uh, you know, time constraints, things happen. So we're doing it virtually, um, like I did last episode and probably the next couple episodes because I've got some podcasts to make up for. So uh, please enjoy. This was Nick Luna, a.k.a. Sam Bear. He's a very talented rapper. We went to high school together, so we've known about each other. Um, We've known each other. We've known of each other for a while. Uh, He's an awesome dude. He's been on the podcast before. i got something on my microphone. Ignore that. It doesn't come off. Okay. Anyway, he's been on the podcast before. Um, he's really fun to talk to. He's lyrical. He's a great freestyler. He's got some music to check out on SoundCloud. I'll link it in the description. Link below. Um, yeah, so check that out. And also, hey, you can always support the podcast if you'd like. As you can tell, I don't have a studio. I'm moving. I'm not moving. But I'm trying to build a space, you know, get a space together, so, um, support is, is, uh, necessary, because I'm a little broke here in Austin, Texas, I tell you what, so I just need, uh, you know, like a cool background, maybe some cameras, and, you know, we can make the podcast pop, make it sizzle, uh, thank you for subscribing, if you're not subscribed, do they subscribe on shit, I don't know, uh, subscribe to YouTube, Follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, give me a five-star review. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Anyway, enjoy the podcast I had on Nick Luna, a.k.a. Sam Bear. Great rapper, good friend, great guy. Please enjoy. Clemente's Corner. Clemente's Corner. Good night. Bye bye. Good morning. Fuck off. Boo. You're like the comedian scene just like literally just started blowing up in the past like year and a half. You yeah. know, like almost two years or whatever. So yeah, I've been wanting to go for a while, and then COVID made it even cooler. So yeah. we out here, you know, unvaccinated, not wearing condoms, you know, just trying to catch every disease I can. Um, I'm trying to catch all the venereal diseases <laughs> in the world so nobody else has to get them. Yeah, shout out Joey Badass. Yeah. That's a great reference. <laughs> all right. Uh, you ready to start recording? Can you hear me? Yeah, man. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. This meeting is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded here via Zoom with Nick Luna, a.k.a. Sam Bear. Can I use your government? I don't know. I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. That's what's up. So this is a uh, a makeup podcast because I was I tried to do like 20 podcasts before I moved and I just didn't Yeah, have I was time. wondering, man. Yeah, I was like, this guy's probably got his schedule fuller than a motherfucker. Yeah, I was trying to cram them all in at the last minute and it didn't work. So I'm just going to do uh, I'm gonna do like five more Zoom calls before I bring in, uh, try to get on some Austin comics. Right. Yeah. Also, the uh, there's a lot of uh, podcasts here that comedians do, and they all look like super fancy, and they have cool backgrounds and stuff. So I got to invest in a camera, and gotta get, uh, gotta get a green screen and shit, man. Yeah, I gotta I gotta do something. I gotta make it look good. 
and fancy. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Just draw, like, take really, like, subtle, really, like, you know, kind of sultry uh, pictures, man, and just put that as your background. So just, like, every time they're watching your pods, they just get to see your beautifulness in the background, man. Or you could just be on the camera butt naked. It could probably have the same effect. Say but. butt naked? Yeah. Butt I like naked, that idea. Bro. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best background you can get. That's what's up. Is that um, where you record right there? Uh, it is, man. It's like a little uh, section in my living room, kind of like by this counter that I have. And mm -hmm. uh, baby mama left her table, so I was like, well, instead of it just taking up space, let me try and figure something out. So that way it works for my recording equipment and stuff like that. That's what's up. Do you have to put a bunch of soundproof stuff everywhere? Or does it just sound good? Like no, that. it uh, actually, yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. It's like a pretty open living room concept, but mm -hmm. it's got pretty good acoustics. So for the most part, and then um, I'm a broke bitch. I haven't gotten a pop-up filter yet. So this little genius thing is the Ooh. beer koozie that I've folded and it in works. Half. That's what's up. It, it works. It does the same thing, man. So I'm a broke bitch too. I feel your pain. Ha. I was broke before I moved and I was like, fuck it. I'll move anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. It can't go any worse than that. How is the scene over there, man? Have you been, have you jumped on anything yet? I'm sure you've been to quite a bit of shows to like watch and stuff. But. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been hitting close to like 10 mics a week. Um, I got an, I got my first invite onto a show for October 21st where I get to do like 10 minutes. So that's like my first like official booked show where I get paid. Right. Um, but there you go, man. yeah, and I've also, there's several uh, venues where you can go and watch shows for free, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I got on uh, a show called Kill Tony. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, what is that? It's a, it's a live podcast, so uh, professional comedians will all sit at a table, and they'll pull names out of a, out of a bucket, and uh, they'll call you up there, and you have a minute to do stand-up, and then after that minute, they interview you and roast you. It's a lot of fun. Oh, shit. That sounds really fucking great. I yeah, would love cool. to see something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's like a YouTube show. And it's on it like up. Spotify and everything. It's cool. It's a good yeah. time. I see you got some football going on in the background there. Some what? Football? Oh, you can see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? The mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was leaving it on for the ambiance, you know. I feel that. We started a uh, fantasy league like three, four weeks ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never done fantasy, so I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But we all threw in money on it. So whoever oh, wins shit. at the end of the season gets like $140 cuz there's like 8 of us. So It's hard it's like to win, man. You got to you got to pay attention every week. You got to find out who the sleepers are. Yeah. Cuz like I've done it before where I just pick my people and I just don't look at it. And then I'm like <laughs> That's how my little brother is. And then yeah, I'm like he's got 1 in so 15. Many points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. My little brother's the same way. He's got hella good people but he doesn't ever watch so he just leaves like the best players on the bench i'm like dude yeah. you could have picked up an extra like 70 points right there man it's a job you gotta you gotta watch every week and then yeah pick up free agents and a bunch of shit i'm not that into it i don't ever pay so I'm yeah. like i'll play it's, if y'all um, make me pay <laughs> yeah it's it is a little much um i don't do anything else other than like work or come home and record so i have kind of like a little bit of the free time to like invest into it oh yeah i'm already up two and oh in the league everybody's like one one a little oh, brother is oh and two so i'm two and out yeah hopefully this week i can pull away another dub that'd be great that's cool i did uh i made a mistake where i drafted uh like 
two or three Chiefs players and like two or three Eagles players. So if those teams don't do well, then I'm screwed. You know, yeah, I shouldn't have believed my, in the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, my fucking dad, like pretty much most of his players are Broncos players, and like Denver's doing really good. I'm I've been a huge Denver fan since I was like six. Mm-hmm. Denver's doing really good this year, so he's kind of lucked out on that. But I don't know. I'm like, dude, if they bust, that's it. Like your whole fucking fantasy's <laughs> going downhill, man. Exactly. Fantasy's a bitch. But anyway, let's talk about um, your latest single, Summer Swing. Just listen to it again. Appreciate that, man. It's a real smooth track. I dig it. I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. I was in like a... um, Most of my music, I feel like... Maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like in some cases, everybody's got their own style, right? But I feel like my music is so one note sometimes. Not that it's not good. Mm -hmm. but I feel like it can be one note. So I went out of my comfort zone and I was like, well, why not write a song about um, this fictional girl, whatever she's popping. She's bad, obviously. And uh, I don't know, just go different with it. Cause it's usually the case that I'm writing or rapping about like heartbreak or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to kind of get out of my normal comfort zone and get into a, Cause like it just depends on the beat or how I'm feeling, but I don't ever really normally write very even cocky sounding songs. So this is kind of fun to kind of put on that like braggadocious, like fake bravado. You know what I mean? So that yeah, was for cool. sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's real cool, and that's just like a like a loose single I saw in the description. But you did say uh, you're working on a project, right? We we do we are. Um, my younger brother. Uh, Anthony, he goes by Antoine, and then uh, homie Tanner, he goes by Two Blunts. You know, I think you know Tanner. Um, we <sighs> Labor Day weekend, we decided to all come in and uh, we bunked at my house for like four days straight. Didn't do anything else other than that, and just drank and just fucking got after it. And so we've got, I think it's like a five-piece little, maybe a six-piece tape, and we were gonna drop it on SoundCloud, but um. We decided to kind of go the Sadzilla, like Chris Carrillo, Carrillo like mm-hmm. uh, lane. And like as fun as it is to drop that stuff, because at the end of the day, no matter what, I make music for myself and I make it for the fun of making the music. Yeah. But it would be nice to take the risk and invest in ourselves, not because we think we're the shit, but we know that we, in our own, each of our own ways, we're talented enough that it could potentially pay off. So why not? invest into that craft and not just necessarily with the equipment but like how we're promoting it how mm-hmm. we're designing it who we're getting to mix and master because tanner has a home in oklahoma who built his own uh, studio in his house That's probably dope. about the size of my living room and shit and uh he recorded a song over there and the quality sounds really good and james is the guy's name and uh he's a, he's pretty badass at mixing and mastering and it's not just like hip-hop he does whole bunch of like country music for people in oklahoma he does a bunch of like metal and like you know heavy rock and stuff like that so he's kind of got his ear tuned to more than just like boom mm-hmm. boom bap, boom boom bap. so it's pretty cool man it's it's nice to get to experience that because like for so long it's just been a bunch of hip-hop heads being like oh that's a tight beat oh that's a nice bar so it's uh-huh. nice to know how to get feedback on the actual construction of a song because i think in the past year since i bought the equipment so probably the beginning of the year when um what is it called income tax came in i uh yeah i started to get more than just like writing songs anybody can write 
16 bars where each word fucking cat, hat, sat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, anybody can write bars, but it's hard to construct a song, man. And some people are naturally gifted at it, so, like, I'm sure not everybody feels the same way. But I think any artist can agree on that, that sometimes it's very difficult, especially if you're not well-versed in... I don't know how to read sheet music. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So it's a bit of a challenge, but it's fun because I'm learning something that could potentially get me somewhere else. Like even if the music doesn't pay off, when we all get together and make music, I'm kind of like spearheading it. Mm -hmm. Not in the fact that I'm the leader, but like I know the best that I can bring out of my little brother and I know the best I can bring out of Tanner. So it's like I really like producing them in the moment. Sometimes I don't even really like to hop on the songs. I'm like, no, y'all go at it, and I'll just help you fucking guide from the beginning to the end. Oh, that's what's up. So what are you doing as far as, like, guiding? Um, They will go over, like, they'll write a 16-piece, or they'll write however, whatever, the full song, whatever they're going to lay down at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I just typically kind of go in and, like, We'll get rid of a lot of like, it's almost like proofreading. I'll get rid of the ands and the Mm. so he said and the just and all that extra shit that's not, you think it sounds good when you write it, but when you go to freestyle it or when you go to spit it, those words, like you may not think of those words, throw it off and it makes the flow kind of harder to transition as smoothly as it should. So I'll usually go in there and proofread everything. And after we proofread everything and they go to spit it, I'm like, okay, this is how you need to spit it. This is how... I would go into it sounding and you know, like mm-hmm. they don't, they keep their own style. So it's not like I'm just in there bossing them around like yeah, yeah, yeah. some Paul McCartney shit. But I'm like, I know that if you come at it like this, or if you try to hit it this way, it's going to sound really fucking good. So that's usually more along the lines of what I'll do. Yeah. That's dope. I, I love when like uh rappers would like pr- produce things and inco- pronounce things incorrectly to where yeah. it like fits. And it's great. It's a cool little poetic thing. Big He's fan really of cool. that stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, so as far as like the beats go, are you helping produce those or are you uh, like meeting with Tanner people? came back. Yo, my bad. Uh, Tanner came back from Oklahoma with this little MIDI when we did the Labor Day tape. It doesn't have a drum, mm-hmm. drum pads on it, but it's just like, you know, a little kind of like a synth almost. It's just got the keynotes on it. And uh, I've been practicing on that before I've made probably about four or five beats on like these little shitty like iPhone apps or whatever. And they, they turn out pretty good. There's two of them that I'm going to use for my like solo project when I uh, get to dropping and everything like that. But I'm like, if I can make these beats that sound all at least like decent quality on my phone, like if I just get the equipment to do it myself, like there's no telling what they can sound like. So we all, practice and we all have had our turns making our own beats but nobody's necessarily made anything that is like okay this is what we'll use and we'll put it on a project or Mm -hmm. we'll use this beat and use it as a single so we're still there's still excuse me there's still a lot of stuff that we need to learn as far as the construction of them but um you know just from like a hip-hop ear you you kind of know like okay Mm -hmm. that's gonna sound good or not we'll try and switch something else up okay gotcha so like the last single was that made by like a that was now nah, was a producer here. Her name's Nat. Uh, well, oh, his name nice. is Nat. I don't know. We've we've emailed before, but uh, I don't know if it's a boy or girl. But um, could be a, pretty good. Could be a them they yeah. situation. Could be yeah. them they. Could be. Could yeah. be. Respect to pronouns. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, and then uh, we talked a lot last time about um, 
I think you're working. You were working in construction. Do you, do you still do yeah. that? You still dealing with the with racism and tar? Uh, I still <laughs> deal with that because um, I still work there. But I got a raise, so it's like kind of at this point. Like I'm about to be 26 on Wednesday. Like oh, I gotta birthday. just learn to pick and choose. Oh, thank you. I gotta learn to just pick and choose in my battles, you know. And you're always gonna have mm. stupid people. No matter where you go, there's gonna be guys like me in every fucking state. There's gonna be guys like the assholes that I work with in every state. So it's kind of just like choosing what I want to surround myself with or what I'm like allowing to get to me. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. as I get older, it's still like shitty for people to act like that, but not every thing needs a reaction. And it's not even just necessarily with racism. I'm like learning that everything in my life, like I got to just learn to just breathe, man. It's not worth losing that five minutes that I could have just been like, ah, oh, whatever. And laughing about it. And instead, now I'm over here stewing in it like, nah, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's, I do that with yeah. social media. So I'm just like, stop talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I literally got rid of my Facebook. I only got on because Tanner dropped a song and I was in his share it for him. But I've probably been on a break for about a week and a half, almost two weeks. Not a long time, but that shit is weird, man. It's like a drug, dude. You hear people say it and it almost sounds like a cliche, but... Social media just rewires the way motherfuckers think, man. Yeah, like, for it, sure. And I like really... Think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Bad. No, no, you got it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't really post anymore on any social media. Um, I just, like, check it for, like, a few minutes a day. Um, and I'll, I'll like, share something or comment something if, like, I think it's going to be, like, funny or entertaining. But, like, when people, yeah. when people try to get serious about shit, I just... I either, like, start roasting them. I, j I stop taking it serious immediately because i'm like i'm not gonna have a discussion with you over some basic shit over some yeah. complicated shit either way i'm not gonna have a, a fucking full-on discussion on facebook <laughs> yeah over yes yeah, that's what i was about to say on facebook like if it's that if it's worth that much to you whatever you're trying to convey to me then like hit my line and we can mm -hmm. discuss it there but i'm not gonna for the performance of being on facebook and being like oh well you're wrong and this is why uh -huh. you're wrong because you don't agree with the majority or you not see how that can make other people feel whatever the case may be yeah also just like I, a bunch of like warriors on facebook and shit yeah and i don't give a fuck about most things regardless yeah, i'm the same man same i'm like i don't give a shit like you're wasting your breath like as ignorant as it may sound like you're wasting your breath you're barking up the wrong tree buddy sorry like i mean i'll respect you as a human being because like whatever but mm. i don't give a shit about all that other stuff man yeah it's too much stuff to care about that's i think that's the biggest issue with social media is like we we know everything that goes wrong. Yeah, and that's not and, necessary. And the second that it goes wrong, yeah, the second yeah. that it goes wrong, too, man. Like we know about every mass shooting. We know about every earthquake. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. To you think know about. about the president like fucking shitting his pants or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Falling up the stairs twice. <laughs> Good dude. Old sleepy Joe, man. Come on. <laughs> that's goddamn. That's so crazy. It's so crazy he's still president. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, I don't mean to sound insensitive. I thought he was I thought he'd be dead already. Like I it's think almost twenty twenty two. I thought he was in it. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be Dunions, bro. Who yeah. do you think like he's, his brain gets is him dead. up in the morning? Yeah. What, what what wakes him up in the morning? Yeah, like does you think his wife is just like, Come on, Joe, you gotta do it again. I think they probably like inject him with some some high quality shit every morning. So he'll, do you think it's like steroids or do you think it's like pain shit that he just like you think he's just doped up all day he's just yeah, like he's, oh. he's definitely doped up all day he's they give him a shitload of energy i'm guessing 
you know. Uh, they, you just let him fucking rail lines off of the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> his secretary's ass. And they're just like, read these lines. Don't answer any questions. Yeah, it's not even Coke. They're giving him like B12 fucking vitamins, like fucking horse medicine. Probably. Like Dude, he's so old. It's so bad. Like, it's just picturing him, like, trying to go to war. It's just, ah, no. <laughs> no. No. Like, the stress would be too much for him, for him man. I don't, I don't think he could do it. Like, Trump was a crazy bastard, but that was also, like, a good thing when it came to, like, foreign countries. Because they're like, oh, yeah, he I was think, no hesitation. I yeah, think this guy's like, fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm begging you, please, motherfucker, do it, please. Now it's like Joe Biden. No one's no one's gonna be like, oh, I think he might shoot us. Joe Biden's not gonna do anything. Yeah, they're like, oh, if we give Joe Biden a coloring book and some markers, <laughs> I think we'll be all right. The war is over. There you go, man. Wild stuff. Yeah, man. So, um, Austin, all the places, you know, you probably could thrive. I think that you are not even because we've known each other for so long. I think you're a genuinely like good comedian. I think your timing yeah. is really good. I think that the premise of most of your jokes are really fucking good because they come from like an authentic place. Um, Austin, out of all the places, what made you decide to want to plant, plant your flag in Austin? Well, thank you for the compliment. I stole all those jokes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go to one of the best places to do stand-up, but I didn't want to go to New York or L.A. I wanted to stay in Texas. So originally yeah. my plan was to go to Dallas, but then I was like looking online and it was like top places to do comedy. And I saw Denver and I was like, Denver would be badass. And then I saw Austin. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll go to Austin instead. And I had made that decision, uh, in 2019, but I didn't mm -hmm. have any money or anything. So I was going right. to, I was going to move, um, February of 2020, but my girlfriend was like, no, we're broke. We have to save money. And I was like, fine, whatever. I was going to live in a box or under a bridge. But, you yeah, know, hey, um, she, she talked me into waiting. <laughs> and then the whole pandemic popped off. So we waited a little bit longer. And then, uh, yeah, our lease was up in uh, August. So we decided to move August. Um, and it's awesome. It's a great decision. I mean, I miss the homies, of course. I miss uh, right. the people in Amarillo. But, like, dude, if, if Do you're... you miss the people in Amarillo, though? A little bit. If you're ever, I miss like the, the good homies. I don't miss most yeah, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't miss the city um, at all. Like yeah. if you've ever thought about leaving Amarillo um, and you haven't lived outside of Amarillo, you absolutely should. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's one of the best decisions, decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, oh, and the only place that I've been besides living here in Amarillo, I moved to fucking Turkey, Texas when me and baby mom were like, pregnant with uh lily in turkey is <laughs> nothing dude it's, it's literally nothing it's nothing it's got one street and then also that's that that's outside of lubbock right uh kind of you go like towards tulia and instead of going straight like on i-27 or whatever you break left where that mm. sonic is and you just hit that way for like an hour and a half and you'll way eventually run into it yeah but it's it's crazy because like i did comedy for four years in amarillo and that was like getting on stage like three times a week on a good week. But now like yeah. I can get on stage 10 times a week and it's just like the, it's a whole other level of like comedy because there's oh, and a the, ton of people yeah, out here. The feedback is probably so good too though. Like you probably get like more engaged audiences and oh, for sure. I would definitely see that. So like there's like real crowds here and uh, yeah. in Amarillo, like 
you know, most of the time you were pissing people off if you were on stage turning off karaoke yeah. to tell jokes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's exactly what it is, man. <laughs> Motherfuckers are like, "Hey, hurry up with the jokes! I'm trying to sing fucking Weezer, dude." Yeah, and everyone's like, "Why are you doing comedy? Nobody does comedy here. You should leave. You should move." And I was like, "All right, cool. I'll do that." Because <laughs> there was a there was a point in time where I was like, "I want to make Amarillo like a big deal. Like, I want to make Amarillo comedy like a thing. I want it to exist." But you got to put in work. You got to probably decade of work. You got to do a bunch of shit. You've got to uh, like change the environment, the culture, the people. And that's I was about not... to say, I feel like it's a mindset thing. Like you got to almost like kind of get the entire community to just switch how they're thinking because nobody is gonna go into a fucking, especially here in Amarillo, nobody's gonna go into a stand-up night or an open mic night and then just be like hmm, i'm really just gonna open myself to these jokes no it's like you say one thing and then everybody immediately shuts down and then it's like oh mm. you offended me and, <laughs> and it's crazy like people are always talking about comedy's dead comedy's dead and i don't think it necessarily is but at the same time i don't think that like i forgot who said this but i feel like i agree with it in that if you're a good comedian and you know how to work it, I don't think cancel culture should be something that you should be afraid of necessarily. Like, yeah, you don't get to tell offensive jokes like, oh, my fucking wet back ass friend, you know, uh -huh. whatever. But like, there's still other ways that you can get them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was showing my homie, he had like two burritos in his each hand or some shit like that. You know, like you could find a way to get it across without having to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. upsetting the fucking majority. No, and that shit's crazy. Cancel culture, ironically, is great for comedy. You know? Because yeah. our job is to say things you're not supposed to say. So, like, yeah. that works out great. So, like, comedy is not... Comedy's more alive than ever, I think. And yeah, it's, I agree. It's blowing the fuck up in Austin, Texas. Uh, so, <laughs> I think this is the new hub, uh, at least for now. Um, as, as long as LA and New York City are still on their bullshit... Um, yeah, yeah it's like more politics over there than it is here. And uh, I just got into like Two Bears One Cave or whatever, listening to Tom Seger and uh, Bert. Oh, I love, those, so, I love uh, both those guys. Fucking hilarious, man! And then I was just catching up, just like hitting it hard, just binging all of their episodes. And uh, I remember them talking about moving to Austin. I was like, oh shit, fucking Matt's gonna move to Austin. That'll be good for you because I feel like it's still early enough that you can establish yourself and be known as like a local comedian and get not necessarily favor but i mean like it's it's a local thing you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. i feel like they would support the locals more than they would some dude moving who was doing well in new york moving to texas you know what i mean yeah for sure but uh also there's so many comics here that it's like That's nobody's true. local everybody moved from somewhere there's probably like yeah. three or four people who are from austin <laughs> who who are uh doing stand-up everyone else is like i'm from new york i'm from chicago i'm from minnesota i'm from south carolina everybody's from yeah. somewhere else it's crazy it's a crazy time yeah but it's that. it's exciting to be in the middle of it for sure like this is uh definitely what i wanted i also feel like it's a lot easier to grow here um com comedically it's a lot easier to write um it's a lot easier to be like ambitious because you know, I was looking forward yeah, to doing so much energy. Yeah, I was looking forward to doing like one mic a week in Amarillo, but now that I'm doing them every day, I'm just like I'm writing every day, and I'm like I have new ideas every day, so it's it's awesome. It's definitely uh, gonna I'm definitely gonna move faster 
than I would have. Like if I would have stayed in Amarillo for 10 years, you know, I'd be pretty average. If I here 10 years, it's a whole nother story, you know? Yeah. Cause you're constantly just having to like not revamp yourself, but constantly like, and not that it's a bad thing. Cause that's what we talk about within like dub K or whatever, like Anthony Tanner and me and like whoever else decides like of our homies decides to come and rap with us that day. Like it's not necessarily the, a jealousy thing and it's not necessarily trying to be better than your homie or who those who are surrounding you, but it's that competition that ignites the fire in you. Like, damn, he went hard. That inspired me to go harder or that inspired me to write more prolific. And that inspired me to make these beats fucking banging to where these dudes don't even really know how to hit it because the beats hitting so fucking hard. You know, it's like, especially in a crew setting like that, like it's cool because it's just constant fire being bounced back and forth between everybody. So I see like what you do in three years time in Austin would have taken you 15 years here in Amarillo because it's not the inspiration you're looking for. It's just like you trial and erring, trial and erring. Not that you can't learn from that, but it's more trial and error than it is like learning from. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And then like if I write a new joke in Amarillo, you know, I go and do it. Then I got to wait another week to try it again. And I'm like, well, it's going to be the exact same audience. So I don't want to do it again. Yeah, is it going to get any different this next week than it did last week? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and then here I write a new joke. I can run it six times before Friday, you know, so. Yeah, it's, yeah that's It's cool. nuts. It's badass, man. Yeah. How is Austin? I've never been to Austin, dude. Is it crazy? Is it Austin, wild over there? It's dope. Uh, there's a ton of people here. It, it Everything is like 15 minutes away. So that it's good in that aspect. But also, like, if you just want to go, like, get a drink or something um everything's 15 so nothing's like close like everything takes 15 minutes to get to (laughs) (laughs) like you want to go get a cheeseburger down the block it's 15 minutes you know like uh like when you go shopping you go to the grocery store it feels like it takes forever like you go out and do one thing come home that bitch took an hour and a half Um, you're fucking wiped out you're like shit man tired of getting groceries um there's food trucks everywhere there's food here is amazing like some of the best food i've ever had is Uh, it a bunch of barbecue and a bunch of like mexican food or is it everything it's yeah literally everything like i just had middle eastern food uh, a couple nights ago um there's ethiopian food there's food from everywhere like there's so much culture here like people from every walk of life uh yeah and there's a ton of mexican food ton of ton of barbecue also i really haven't had much mexican food since being here i've just been going to like random little places different Um, things yeah but yeah the food food trucks are expensive like everything in a food truck is at least like 15 bucks jesus Um, christ but yeah everything else uh as far as austin uh if you like outdoor stuff this is the fucking place dude (laughs) i've been going to a creek it's like 10 minutes from my house um we've been going like every weekend and you can just go swim for free people paddleboard um there's rivers there's trails you can go watch bats fly under a bridge. Uh, there's a lake. There's like multiple lakes really Fucking close by. Fucking Batman. Yeah, like everything Everything <laughs> is in with, within driving distance. And I've been saying this, uh, but it could wear off just because I'm in a new place. But I feel like I moved to a spot where people go to vacation. And that's awesome. Where I'm like living. Yeah. Like I'm living Cancun on vacation. Or like Mexico or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, because like in Amarillo, you have to drive a couple hours to get like go to like a good lake you know and yeah there's a lake really close to my house so 
it's 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 nuts that's awesome man yeah speaking on you saying uh how culturally like diversity is over there that probably definitely helps your um your inspiration and it definitely helps your uh, whole creative process because you get to see all sorts of different like walks of life you know yeah. what i mean it's not like who you're gonna see tomorrow is gonna be all like black and white of who you'd see like today or whatever you know what i mean yeah. and i think that's really cool and that would be really good for my like anybody for a creative process man it would be i'm really stoked because next weekend we are going for Omar's uh, bachelor party. Him, his little brother, and uh, Hayden Guggenheim and I are going to go to Colorado. And so Guggenheim. I haven't it, seen him in forever. Fucking guy's great, man. He's like, he stays on Austin, too. He has his own construction company and stuff. Really? I need to hit him yep. up. Yeah, he's doing really good for himself. But uh, we're going to go next weekend. And I'm super excited about that because it'll be cool to get in a different, like, headspace, man. Like, since that Labor Day tape, we all went off, but... My little brother is a fucking sleeper on that damn tape, bro. The dude just came in with, like, fire, dude. He wrote with fire. He spit with fire. Everything was just so fucking great. Him and Tanner both. Tanner's out of his comfort zone because he's, like, trying to sing more and stuff like that. And the dude can really, really carry a tune. So I was, like, almost blown back because it's not to sound pretentious, but I've always kind of been not necessarily the better one, but, like, I mean, that's all I do is freestyle. All I do is write. So yeah. I had a little bit better grip on it. But these guys just, in the past year, have just completely stepped it up, man. I'm like, damn. So I got to go back and get right with myself so I can come back and make sure that we're all on the same level of, like, dopeness, I guess, for lack of a phrase. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. when I was younger, when we first started doing the whole fucking Dub K thing, we were, like, juniors in high school. And the biggest inspiration I had was Wu-Tang, like, I've had a bunch of music growing up, had a bunch of hip hop, super huge into fucking Biggie. That's like the main guy who got me to like start freestyling. Like yeah. that fool can just fucking flow and flow and flow. It's not necessarily the most lyrics, like it's not the most great lyrics and it's not necessarily like the most thought provoking stuff like Tupac, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's just that dude can fucking flow his ass off. Yeah. And I was always just surprised, not surprised, but I was very um, impressed by that and i'm like damn Absolutely. i want to be able to like just step up to the mic rock it for a couple minutes or whatever and then people be like damn i have like you know what i'm saying yeah so um Bro, i, I love then, biggie's lyricism sorry go ahead oh no you're good dude you're good <laughs> um so biggie got me into it and then wu-tang kind of got me to like a group aspect because it's like he you don't have to do it on your own. You know, they did it with fucking eight guys. Nobody thought it was going to be able to work out. And look how fucking far Wu-Tang is. Not even Wu-Tang in general. Them solely, like, their solo projects. Like, fucking built, only built for Cuban links. Like, Ghostface Killer came off. Fucking Raekwon's debut fucking album. Like, yeah. motherfuckers just went hard. And so that was always something that inspired me. And I tried so hard all of junior year to get that to be where we were headed. But we were kids, you know. Everybody was in into their own thing and i was the only one who took it as serious as i did so then coming out of senior year after we graduated and once me and tori got pregnant with lily that's the only thing i had because like i would go and see the homies of every now and again but if we weren't living in turkey we were doing our own thing or i was trying to work whatever to mm -hmm. get us started and um that's when i really like learned before i mean i used it kind of like as a diary thing but that's when i really learned like i can make dope sounding stuff but it can also be very, like, not, like, people can feel it. And they'll be like, holy shit, like, this dude's literally saying everything. And I'm fucking sitting in here getting drunk thinking about, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. So, and now I'm at the point where it's like, I've got 
the flow down and I've got how to really make people feel down. I just got to learn how to actually construct the song well enough that it's not just like me going off for an hour and a half, like, da, 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 you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> like that shit's cool, but who really wants to see, hear some dude for an hour straight, just like yelling into the microphone? Somebody, you know somebody I mean? does. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's a, there's a niche for everything. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh dub K stand for? So, uh, Hayden's little brother, Mason Guggenheim, Mason. we were at his crib. We were like ditch school or something. I don't know. We were smoking at his fucking house. We were all just bait. And, um, for a while we were trying to come up with like a group name for us. And, um, at the time Kratom started getting like big or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like people started buying Kratom from like green grill and shit like that. And I didn't know what the fuck it was. I just know him going off being like, yeah, you take enough of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fucking take some green grill pill, but that's cool. And um, we were just fucked up, and he said, Kratom crew. But I thought he said Kraydon crew. And I was like, what the fuck does Kraydon mean? And this motherfucker <laughs> for literally from like, yeah, yeah, from junior year up until like, I don't even know, maybe like four years ago, I thought it was Kraydon. And he's like, no, I was saying Kratom. And he made up a definition for Kraydon. He's like, oh, it means unique, and it means like individuality. And I was like, oh, that's a badass name for that a group. That is badass. Like, fucking Kraydon crew, hell yeah. That sounds and like then it Star out Trek that it was shit. Just, yeah, and then it turns out it's just a bunch of bullshit. He fucking made up that word. So I was like, damn, all right. Grab the Kraydon uh, crystals. Yeah. So I fucking just shortened it to Dub K because it just sounded better than going around shouting Kraydon crew. So. Kraydon crew. That's cool. Kraydon crew. Yeah. It was uh, Tanner, me, Mason, Jarrett, a homie named Michael, my little brother, Mason. Nice. I mean, it was just a lot of people. Everybody come in and out. It was it was like a Wu Tang thing. It was very much. It was cool because like at the time we were all going through shit, so it was more of like a family that we got to choose, and it was just like homies hanging out every day after school. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least for me, it was. I'm sure it was for them in their own way, but for me, that's what it was. I was like, it was my family, man. That's what's tight. up. How old's your brother? Twamboy's like two and a half years younger than I am. Really? I feel yeah, like so I feel like I should just, know like, him. <laughs> I think you uh, you may you may or may not, but uh, does does he so look? It was cool. It was never like. Go ahead. Does he look like you? Yeah. Okay, because your family got Kinda. some strong genes, so I would definitely recognize him. Fucking <laughs> strong ass genes, bro. Yeah, Kent and Claudia and I all look alike, man. We all look like our grandpa. That's well, funny. Ken's dad, my grandpa. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. It's it, it's good. So it's nice to see now that we're a little bit older, like. It's cool to see that we still hold on to that moniker, and it's really cool to see that we're actually doing something with the Dub K like name, like because it, it meant something to me, man. It meant a lot to me, so it's nice to see now it's getting gaining traction. Yeah, and I, so. I love that Tanner's going so hard. He's the one who approached the idea of being like, listen, we can still be sitting here with the thumb up our asses, like releasing singles all day on SoundCloud, hoping that somebody will listen to him and be like, damn, these guys are dope, or we can just take the risk and invest our own money into it it's going to be a little bit of a little bit expensive but you know if we just trust the process like on some 76 or shit if we just Mm -hmm. jewel and bead this shit and trust the process and just go about it i think that it could pay off man i really do i mean fucking sadzilla is going so hard man and that dude is just so consistent that's just what it is he's just consistent man he's He's a great example to kind of like lead off of i think he's famous in mexico so yeah, I'm pretty sure he's famous in like Sweden and shit too, dude. That fool's like he's big, man. Chris is very talented. He's huge. And Crazy's Crazy's just as talented too, dude. He that fool's yeah, yeah. fucking can draw. Can draw, can fucking make music. Like the great man, it sounds to people and it's sad because like 
I wish when I was younger, I would have came across all these people probably would have helped me out. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's cool to see it now. Just period. Because it's like, coming from Emerald, I don't think much. It's not to be fucked up to people here, but I don't think much of it. You know what I'm saying? So to see people like this exist in a place like this, including yourself, you know, for as well as you're doing with your comedy, like, it's really cool, man. People come from all aspects of life, you know? Yeah, there's some some creative ass people in Emerald, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, you mentioned like you transitioned, or I guess not transitioned, but you were previously just yes, doing I'm like, trans. Yes. <laughs> you were previously doing uh, just freestyles, and now you're like finding out how, how to construct music. So um, does your does your writing have to change when that happens? Like, do you have like a central theme going into it as opposed to just laying down bars? Yeah, when I first started, it was very much what I'm feeling. And I would just write off of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were good because it had the emotion. But I'm too much of a perfectionist, man, sometimes. Like, it gets a little bit on my nerves. Because I'm like, dude, it's good. Just leave it alone. But um, I just thought that I could do better. I'm like, I can convey the emotion and I can get people involved. But I just don't feel like it sounds as well as it could. So it definitely did change the way I wrote. Because I've always kind of been able to tell a story through writing. Whether it's, like, something I feel. or I mean, just coming up with shit on the spot. But, um. This is very well, like you said, it has to have a central theme. It's almost like sometimes I feel like I'm writing a paper because I'll go in and on my notes, I'll just jot down like the idea of what the song is going to be. And then I'll go back in and then I'll write lyrics to that. And then I'll go back in and I'll cut the lyrics and fix them to where the story starts, the middle and the end is all very coherent. And it's all like very, you can make sense of it. It's not just like, well, he started the song talking about, He's trying, he's tired of being broke or whatever, wants to make it. But the middle of the song is talking about how good he is about making music. And I guess they kind of tie into each other. But the end of the song is talking about how his heart's broken. So it doesn't make sense. Like, where uh-huh. are you going? You're like all over the place. So it's a little bit, I'm, I'm a pretty good writer. Um, I could definitely be better. It's always better, whatever. But um, it's tricky because sometimes when I'm in that headspace of freestyling, it comes out like that like the uh-huh. writing comes out as a freestyle so it's sometimes as well as i like it or as i'm like oh damn that sounds cool i have to also step back and be like well as cool as that sounds like i said is it cohesive like does yeah it, it has to apply sense? to something yes yeah gotcha. and like songs that aren't like that they're usually the fuck around songs or just like songs i'm just having fun on and that's cool to have you know take a break from that stuff uh-huh. um but for the most part now i make sure that it's got a point the whole way through it's not just a bunch of bars um and it's cool because we did me and tanner made this song it's like a playboy cardi cardi type beat mm-hmm. and uh playboy it's like a love-hate relationship with him because sometimes his music really fucking goes off like yeah. i like it and then other times i'm like damn this dude fucking sucks I, but um i 100 agree <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, i'm like so, this ain't bad and then other times i'm like this is horrible yeah. <laughs> yeah so we we made a song and it's pretty sh- it's pretty shitty but uh it was fun because we were just rapping like playboy made it literally it's like a knockoff playboy cardi song mm-hmm. it was fun because i've never done anything like that and it gets the juices going because you just shake off all this like it's not i can't think of a better word for it but you shake off like the pretentiousness of coming into it with oh i'm gonna write a really great song and mm-hmm. make sure this shit's gonna move people it's gonna be a fucking awesome song and it shakes off all those nerves. So you can mm-hmm. really get into it and really be like, oh, no, I'm just going to 
make a song that somebody can vibe to. And at the end of the day, if nobody does, then I'll fucking play the motherfucker. I don't oh, give yeah. a shit. I'll, I'll listen to it in my car and play it. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah. Have you? Uh, do you have any ad libs? Do you have any ideas for ad libs that you've that you've tried out? My, I think my ad lib that I do the most is like. I do this, like, I'll say yeah, I'll just scream yeah, uh-huh. I'll just like do this weird breathing. <laughs> like I'm like serial slasher status, like breathing on the phone, just like, like it's fucking weird, man. Like nice. it's weird. Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm getting hyped into it, like, like, mm-hmm. like almost like panic attack status and then boom, jump into it. And sometimes it can sound cool. Sometimes it sounds really corny, but. That's what's up. What I, I like, like signature ad libs are always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, usually yeah. um <laughs> do you have a particular like writing process like do you have uh do you set aside time to like sit down and write does it just come to you do you gotta it just, get it high just first how's it work <laughs> <laughs> it just comes to me for the most part and i'll write bits and pieces down and then when i get home when i'm like not at work and i have more time i'll sit and i'll try to go and i'll finish it or i'll write more and then come back to it when i really really feel a certain type of way and i'm like damn i gotta get this Whatever I'm feeling, I gotta get this song out, and I'll I'll smoke because it breaks the nerves for me. And I'm like, hmm. all right, I completely feel because of how high I am. I completely feel like what it was that I'm feeling, and it's mm-hmm. easier to dictate and it's easier to write down That's than just up. being like, I'm mad, I'm mad, or I'm sad. Why am I? Sad? <laughs> yeah, since uh, I mentioned this earlier, but since moving to Austin, like uh, I'm in that mindset the whole time. That mindset of like writing, having joke ideas to where it was like just once a week I'd try to write or like not once a week but very, yeah like you sit down and have yeah. like a scheduled time to bust your jokes out or something yeah but now it's just like all the time and I think it's just like surrounding yourself with with uh, other people keep you in that mindset yeah you gotta live life man I mean you gotta be able to live life to be able to dictate like what it is you know because sometimes you could be feeling something you don't even know and then just people watching or just being around people, being at the park, whatever, you feel those vibes from other people just from walking or mm-hmm. overhearing a conversation or somebody walking their fucking dog, you know, like it's just energy that you feel. And you're like, damn, you know what? This is what I needed to finish that thought or to finish that bar or the verse or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's the only thing that really sucks about being here. And like I said, that's what I'm excited about with going to Omar's bachelor party because it's going to be in a completely different world. I mean, Colorado is almost compared to where the fuck we are, man. Like yeah. it's just not even cause it's legal weed or whatever over there. Like just a beautiful place, man. I love Colorado. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. So it'll be good. And, uh, we're going to go and get pictures done like that. Cause we're starting to make Apple music profiles and like Spotify music hey, profiles. Or whatever. So you gotta, yeah. So you gotta have like professional pictures done. So. Hell yeah. I, um, yeah, I, really pretty much gave up on soundcloud until uh i looked up your songs again because <laughs> yeah. I, I had soundcloud for a while and i have a bunch of songs on there that i forget about sometimes i'll go check them because you can find like all the good shit that's not allowed to be on spotify you can find it usually on soundcloud so i got like a bunch of like random like kid cuddy songs that i like yeah. jam to every once in a while yeah um that's really the major thing like people joke about it or whatever but um Sometimes people make better beats than you. And sometimes people know how to, because like the beats, the foundation, sometimes people know how to make a better foundation than you. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you could, I could sit here and learn how to make beats and make whatever beats, but not all the time are the beats I'm going to make 
fitting to what I'm wanting to write or mm-hmm. fitting to how I'm feeling. It's just like beats that I sound, thought I sounded cool. So I like, personally, I like going through YouTube and I like looking up beats, whether I'm going to buy like a small, like a couple of rights to them where it's just the MP3 or the wave, or I'm thinking about buying like full out the song, the beat. I like, I like it, man. I think people are very talented. And I think that if somebody is out there and they're putting themselves out there and you guys can come to a mutual agreement, like an understanding, like a relationship, mm-hmm. then why not use the best of what they've got and the best of what you've got to make the best of what you both can have. So yeah, I absolutely. like using YouTube beats and I like using the free ones. That's why we use SoundCloud. But like I said, Tanner's the one who came to us and was like, listen, dude, like, let's just make the jump to start being professional about this shit. You know, like what else do we have to lose? We're already, if it doesn't work out now, I'm already making decent money being construction worker. Me yeah. and Lily are getting by, we're not even just getting by now. Like we're doing fairly well for ourselves. So yeah, music doesn't work out i have something else to fall back on and if it does work out then i'm i've i've done what i wanted to do i mean a year ago i wouldn't have thought i'd be here and i'm here now so that's what's up man i was gonna say you can you can go in 15 years and then you know say i'm give up and you're 40 you're still young you still got time so yeah fucking go at it yeah no sense in the only like it's you hear people say it i heard it my whole life but like i'm the only person stopping myself i'm the one putting myself in a box so the the people is out there. The audience is out there. Like as much as I don't think that there would be, there's a group of people who would definitely love what I put out or love what my brother puts out or love what Tanner puts out. So mm-hmm. why not find those people? Why not put ourselves in a position for them to come across us? And, uh, we can all just appreciate each other, man. Like yeah. it's mutual respect thing, you know, do, um, do artists like blow up when like Spotify will put them on like random playlists does that work or is that just like spotify taking your money <laughs> i've always been no curious. that works oh, okay hell yeah no there's this guy that there's this guy that tanner knows that um it's gonna promote and it's a little bit expensive i think he says like 200 dollars a song but they know like people in spotify like you know people promote stuff like that they have the relationships so like they throw it in editors playlist and editors like who construct the music and um you know are in charge of like putting music out there on spotify on Spotify, mm-hmm. they have their specific playlists, like Rico's playlist or whatever. And this guy's a really huge editor for Spotify. And so people are like, damn, this guy's a huge culminator of music that we found that we like. I bet you he knows some other dope people. So let's just listen to his playlist. And you got a bunch of unknown, unsigned people on there that are doing the independent thing and that are banging hard enough that you're like, damn, that sounds fucking good. Who is this? That's how I felt about... Um, Baby Keem. And then Baby Keem got the fucking sign up from Kendrick. I didn't oh, know that he was yeah. Kendrick's little cousin. Yeah, I didn't know oh, he was Kendrick's is? little cousin. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't Damn. know that. So, yeah. So, he got the co-sign from Kendrick, whatever. He's assigned, he signed to Kendrick's, like, uh, Kendrick's label that he started in the PG Lang thing. And, uh, That's dope. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought he was good before that. And, you know, yeah. I just found it. I don't even remember how I found out. But I just I started listening to it, and then he dropped the Melodic Blue this year, and I was like, damn, this is Yeah, that, ex- that explains the two and Kendrick Isaiah features. Was, yeah, I think that a lot of the stuff on Melodic Blue, it's not to take away from Baby Keem, but I think that a lot of it sounds like throwaway Kendrick stuff. Mm. And I, I think that the flow kind of sometimes sounds like Kendrick, but it could just be like that's his older cousin, so just inspired. You mm-hmm. know, it's somebody he watched to make the music. So For sure. That shit's cool, man. I think that Baby Keem's album and uh, Isaiah Rashad's new album that he dropped, I definitely think that they're in the running for like album of the year. Oh, yeah. Both of them. I love Isaiah Rashad. Um, I, I didn't really know baby came until that, that Kendrick's like single. And then, uh, he, he had that track on Donda with Travis Scott. 
that was a dope track. He he went in on that one, where his voice got all high pitched. Yeah. Yeah. Shit was dope. Yeah. I, mean, I tried to give Donda a chance, man. I just I don't know what it is about it. I couldn't get into it, dude. I couldn't do it. Hmm. And then I tried to fucking give Drake's album a chance, and that shit I fucking turned it oh, off after like the second song. Drake's dude. album is hot garbage. <laughs> so fucking trash, bro. <laughs> the only thing that keeps him relevant is because he breaks the numbers because fucking fourteen year old little girls are into his yeah, music. Because he's a pedophile. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like. He compares himself to the Beatles, but the only thing that he has in common with the Beatles is that little girls like to fucking listen to his music, so yeah. he breaks records for it. That's who he's making the music for, is little girls. Like, he's like, oh, 14-year-old baby girl, I love you so much. <laughs> You're like, wait, let me rewind. What did you say? And he's like, oh. Yeah. This isn't uh, a diss to any other artist that might be doing the same thing, but, I mean, he's like he's like 35, but he still is making these these sad boy songs that he was making when he was 20. It's like... How are you still in that same headspace? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't you, get it. Who are you? Who are you fucking with? That they still make you feel like a fucking seventeen-year-old kid <laughs> in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just it's just boring to me because nothing he says like feels genuine or real. No, it's not. It's not. It's never a bar that he says that makes me go, oh shit. It's always just like, what the fuck, really? Like that <laughs> shit was fucking mad, corny dog. I think Drake stopped being good after he dropped Nothing Was The Same. Same. That's what I tell everybody. Like, Take Care was his best. Nothing Was The Same was up there. Same level. And yeah. then uh, that, if you're reading this, it's too late. That had some, that had some pretty good That's stuff primo. on it. That's primo Drake. Nothing's going to be better than... But it's only because he had Ghostwriters on that whole fucking mixtape. Oh. So. oh. Yeah. Well, damn. Um, yeah. But yeah, everything after that, is, he's just boring. But no, I do... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Donda. I've played it a lot. I, I, I like it. the spiritual side of it. I mm-hmm. like the he dug into his. I like the spirituality of it. It's a very spiritual album. I like the premise of it, and I like the idea of it. But it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I love Kanye, and I always love Kanye. But goddamn, sometimes I'm just like, dude, you got to fucking take it down a notch, man. Like, go <laughs> get some, go get some help, brother. Go get some help, please, man, please. Yeah, that uh, that album doesn't feel done or cohesive, but uh. There's some great tracks on there that I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. But yeah, there's oh. still some unreleased songs that I wanted to hear that he hasn't dropped, like New Body. There's a song called Alien that had like Young Thug and Cuddy on it. That was amazing. That was- oh, Young Thug and Cuddy. I'm not a big fan of Young Thug, but that would be a pretty good fucking collabo. Cuddy and Young Thug would go hard. Yeah, and then Cuddy was supposed to be on that song, Remote Control, but he got cut off of that one. God, so- fucking... Big Draco, bro. Fucking <laughs> Soldier Boy was tripping, and I listened to that verse that got cut, and I'm like, dog, he did you a favor, son. What yeah, are you doing? That verse bro? wasn't wasn't good at all. Hot <laughs> garbage. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I didn't even know Soldier Boy did features or made music at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he make fucking video games? He's the first <laughs> <Yeah>. rapper. <laughs> he made like a video game console. His... Yeah. Wow. Let me get a beer real quick. Hold on. All right. What type of? Oh wait, never mind. You're leaving. Go ahead. I was going to say, what type of Dos Equis are those? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't think if they're like, I don't think they're a seltzer, but it says a lager special. Mm. And they've got a pineapple one, a strawberry one, a cucumber one, and a lime and sea salt one. That's what's up. Yeah, these pineapple ones go hard. I'll be right back. All right. 
While he's gone, I will do some ad reads. This is brought to you by Clemente's Dildos. Uh, check out my website, clementesdildos.com. You will get 25% off uh, of the dildos. We've got yellow, we've got green, orange, um, double-sided. Uh, there's one that's shaped like a snake. Uh, it will bite you. It's an actual snake, uh, but it's not venomous. Uh, so, you know, check those out. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. I'm back, baby. Hey, welcome back. Sir. Yeah, they're uh, lager specials. Like, I do this beer thing on the weekends. Fuck beer at Walmart uh-huh. here in town, in uh, United here in town. So I see all sorts of – it's usually just Coors, but um, I don't know. It just, like, it's weird. But it makes me appreciate beer more. Like, I, I don't know if it's because I'm messing with beer every weekend, but I'm just like, it's not even just to get drunk. I'm like, damn, these beers taste really good. Yeah, you're trying new beers every weekend? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Trying, oh, okay, trying, yeah, trying. Because, like, I see them, like, every time they drop a new beer, like, they're promoting a new beer mm-hmm. because I'm stalking Coors. I oh, you're it, stalking. Never, gotcha. Sorry, I yeah, missed yeah, that part. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but I've never seen these. And I grabbed them from Walmart, and I was like, fuck it, might as well. And they pretty good maybe. oh yeah lime and salt that one i've tried that one that one's good kind of gives like the michelob feel the yeah. lime and salt michelob ones or the what is it the fucking cucumber and a prickly pear oh yeah i've tried i've been drinking these uh what are they called lone star has like an, a mexican lager called like a rio jade Ooh, those good. go hard i drank them all last <laughs> night though <laughs> lone, lone star so fucking good man <laughs> yeah and it's a big deal in austin like every every bar has lone star here hell yeah I figured so, they would. Yeah, it was my favorite before I moved here. So, still doing it. Yeah. Great spot. I was I was doing this thing where I was like trying out craft beers every week, but there's so many craft beers that taste like shit, so I just gave up. I just because at first I was like, how do people just drink like Bud Light all the time? But then now I'm in that mindset where I'm just like, I'm just gonna drink what I like and stop trying to experiment with all this extra weird shit. <laughs> New tumbleweed and Tabasco flavored hops. Like yeah. some fucking weird shit, man. No, sometimes, Although Tabasco flavored beer might be pretty good. Some beer companies will go out of their way just to make some, some shit they know doesn't taste good. You know? Like this is strawberry pumpkin ale. <laughs> because you're going to have that one fuck, fuck <laughs> boy. He's going to be like, oh, what? You haven't had the strawberry pumpkin ale? You're fucking out, man. You're fucking out. I always drink that shit over, over water. Over water. Mm-hmm. So good. Like there's the I think it's Community that does a bunch of weird shit. They have a beer, uh, a funnel cake beer. <laughs> my uncle was like super into it. I was like, I don't, I don't even want to eat that shit. I don't. Why would I drink it? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Oh shit, do they have a fair or anything like that going down in Austin? Because like you know the tri-state fair, or whatever's here. And um, home, so. that's a good ass question. There's probably a fair somewhere over here. <laughs> I have no idea. There was. I think a, it would be cool. There was a, like a Moon Tower comedy festival going on this weekend, and they like shut down Sixth Street. It was pretty dope. I didn't get to go to the, like any events, but um, it looked cool. And then uh, ACL, I think, is this next weekend, so a week from today. It is, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah so that, that shit's gonna be popping. Um, yeah, and you're like right there in the hub of it all too, dude. That's great, man. That's really good, man. I'm glad that you uh, spread your wings. I'm glad that things are working out for you, dude. Like yeah, I said, thanks, you, man. We've known each other shit since the end of high school. And I always thought you were a really cool guy. And then I knew you started doing comedy. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because you're always pretty funny growing up and shit. So 
kudos to you, man. I'm 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 really glad that things are working out for you, dude. And they're just gonna keep going up for you, man. Things yeah, man. are going keep going up for you, man. Appreciate it. Same to you. I always knew you were, you know, dropping hot fire back in high school. So yeah, it's weird, like, going from uh, everybody kind of just knowing me as, like, a freestyler to, like, whatever I'm trying to do now. Because um, you wouldn't think, but a couple of times being just, like, the freestyle guy got me on stage, like, three or four times already at shows when we were doing them here. So it goes a long ways, man. Mm-hmm. And then one time Tanner came into town, and we went to Tees, and there were a bunch of these uh, people doing, like, a poetry and uh, prose Um sort of like slam poetry type thing it was pretty badass man and i just went up there and i didn't have anything prepared so i just like did a song as like a slam piece Mm -hmm. and uh, people fucked with it it was really cool and then we tried to do slam pieces like off the top of the head like freestyle slam pieces Mm -hmm. and that went cool but then i got too drunk and i kind of started getting too like i guess like revealing about stuff and so people are like hey i'm i don't know if i heard it right Mm -hmm. i think i was just fucked up but i'm pretty sure somebody's like hey yo pull that motherfucker off the stage (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know if i was getting like too sad or what but they're like that's funny (laughs) bunch of haters man let me cry on stage (laughs) (laughs) yeah let me let me fucking slip my wrist on stage bro. come on man stop fucking playing around (laughs) that's what's up so uh, when it comes to like freestyling, was that something that you practiced? Like where you were at home just like thinking of things or did it kind of just come naturally? Um, it started writing the songs first mm-hmm. and learning how to write to the beat. Because like my sophomore year of high school, uh, Sidro Hernandez and uh, fucking Tyler Atkins had a group or whatever and um i don't even know how i got a part of it i don't even fucking remember how that relationship happened i think it was just i was partying and they were cool so i was like oh okay then we started chilling i made a couple of songs with them and um wait can you hear that honey no okay cool i mean it's just on my end uh but um yeah so i started making music with them and uh i was like well fuck like why write when I can just freestyle this shit or whatever? And then uh, Odd Future definitely helped out a lot with that because I'm like, these fucking guys do it. Like, surely I can do it freestyling. Mm-hmm. And then it became cool because I was like, well, if I can freestyle, like, it's cool. Like, it, I hate to say it like this, but it was kind of like a party trick. Like, you go and you hang out at a party, you get really fucked up, you're just uh-huh. hanging out with a bunch of people, and then, bam, somebody puts a beat on, and then you're just there freestyling in front of everybody. And I thought that was cool. It was like... Yeah. The first time in my life that um, I was decent at something mm-hmm. and like people, you know, liked it. So I was like, oh, this will be cool. That's and then uh, I just started taking it. Yeah, I started just taking it more and more serious. And I would just practice. I like the like last time we had did a podcast, I just like listened to songs on the Eagle and freestyle over fucking like, you can go your own way. Go or some your crazy own shit or whatever. Way. Yeah, I'm like fucking freestyling over Peter Frampton and bullshit. <laughs> and then I just started listening to a bunch of uh, 90s beats and made sure that I could handle my own on 90s beats and then all sorts of different random beats. And then it just got to the point where I was doing it so frequently that it just became natural for me to just ju-ju-ju. And then it's almost like serial killer status because when I'm really in it, I'll get like ninjutsu or whatever and get like this glazed look over my eye and uh i'm just i'll feel it and i know i'm feeling it because it sounds weird 
but I know I'm really in it and I feel the beat and I feel what's going on because my body will start to hum. Like I know that I'm not necessarily going to be like good bars or it's going to be really good freestyle, but I know that I'm personally feeling it and I like what I'm doing because my body will start to hum. You opened your your third eye. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe who knows what it is, man, but it's like starts (laughs) from my arms and my chest and it's just a tingling. That's, that's cool. It's exciting. You mentioned, uh, Odd Future. I know you were a big Earl fan um, back in the day. I always thought that guy was going to blow up more, but he's like real low-key. I think Earl dealt with the pressures of like what fame could bring him when mm-hmm. he was stuck in that island when his when he went to the private school or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, just the hype of him being gone for two years. You know, when he came back, everybody was like knew who he was. Like, top of label heads, underground guys coming up, new guys coming up, like it was just so much for him that I bet you he just 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 like an MF Doom type thing. MF Doom um MF Doom like was doing his thing or whatever is super fucking talented RIP. Um it stayed low key, stayed underground the whole fucking time. So I think it worked out for him, and I think it's definitely working out for Earl. Um, it's you know, it doesn't have like the main, like major releases or whatever. Not everybody knows when he drops, but when he does, I always think that it's super good shit. I mean, it's different sounding, but I, I will always love Earl. I've yeah, fanboy for life, man. He's dope, and he's he's got like uh, other he the people he collaborates with are also cool, and they're in that like same like string of music that same like vibe i don't know how to describe yeah, it but not, what is his name fucking mike i think it's like it was open mike eagle or whatever now he's just yeah, mike, just mike. And then he, he's yeah. dope yeah and then he mavi mavi from fucking dc mavi's not as big as he should be but mavi dropped an album like a year ago two years ago that shit was called fuck and that's probably one of the fucking hardest albums mavi's so good and he kind of sounds like earl like in a weird way like he's mm. got like a similar voice to earl but Mavi's tight, and then he's got everything with navy blue, and him and Wiki do collabs every now and again. I fucking love Wiki, so. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I miss the uh, the Odd Future like when they first popped off, that like angry energy, you know. Uh, like I wish Tyler and Earl would have collabed more, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Tyler still. He's in a totally different place, but. Still yeah, it's hard. weird to see his. Yeah, it's weird to see his like uh, transformation, man. Full on butterfly, like yeah. it was just this dirty little grub of a caterpillar, and it just became this thing, man. And that's good for him. Yeah, and you know the now <laughs> it makes sense why he said faggot so much now. Man, look hindsight, yeah. you're like, oh, he was closeted and he didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to say faggot with some balls in his mouth and didn't know how to. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, no, he was. He, it, I figured honestly, like that's the first time I ever like heard anybody and was like, "Damn, these guys cause oh, low key gay as hell." <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I got into it when he was super, super angry. I was like there for the whole bastard w- wave and then mm-hmm. the whole goblin wave, and it meant something to me because I was an angry kid. You know, my parents divorced, had yeah. a lot of bullshit going on, and it was a nice like release, dude. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. It release. was it was perfect timing to be like sixteen or seventeen, and just hear hear bastard. It like spoke to you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> it really did, man. It was. I was like a fucking 
follower of the church of golf link for so long it was so lab that yeah. like i don't know i think it was when i got into junior year that i was kind of just like man like they were good but tyler dropped wolf and then he dropped fucking cherry bomb and those both were trash and mm. earl came out with doris and doris was okay or whatever and then i graduated high school fucking earl dropped i don't like shit i don't go outside which is probably his classic like his like that's his fucking college dropout you know what i'm saying oh, like yeah. as good as the earl tape was and as good as doris was nothing's ever going to be able to talk i don't like shit i don't go outside mm. it's, from start to fucking finish that album goes hard interesting so i was a fan of wolf but yeah cherry bomb was something else i don't know i don't even know how to describe that album <laughs> it was bust is what it was i was like i tried to give it the benefit of the doubt and i was like nah the only decent song was the one with yay and wheezy mm. yeah but it's it's like he he intentionally made like the uh the lyrics hard to hear like the vocals hard to hear and he intentionally made like it scratchy and like not appealing to the ear and yeah. I, I guess that's a genre he was going for i don't know what that was but i wasn't a fan <laughs> No, nah. I think Frank's gonna drop a new album. People are talking about it. I guess he's like in posting like more on social 20, media, or so what? everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but people are pretty excited about it. If we got a new Frank Ocean album, that'd be tight. I wouldn't be mad about that. Oh yeah, dude. His last two are amazing. He only has I two, agree. right? Channel Orange and what was the other one called? I don't know. I can only think yeah, of track but, names right now. Uh, Blonded. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh. Yeah, that's all I know about that, as far as I know. Blondie goes hard, and then he dropped like a couple of singles. He had that Moon River single, then he had Chanel. Chanel's a badass song. See on both sides, like Chanel. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. There's a song called Biking. It has Jay Z on it. That one's yeah, the too. Biking. The Jay Z. I don't like the Jay Z version because uh, I thought Jay Z's verse could have been a little bit better, but I like him and Tyler's version. I think mm-hmm. Tyler kills that song. From show. Yeah, there's. It's like magical when like Tyler and Frank are on the same track. They yeah, just it's like one of those people. Together. Yeah, they're like the duo. Sorry, I keep yeah. interrupting you, bro. My bad. Just someone shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, no, you're good. You're not interrupting much. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking out loud, as they say. As words yeah. work. Um, forgot what I was going to talk. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of uh, Mellow Hype. Like, Left Brain and... Haji. Haji Beats, yeah. And I don't even know if Haji's still making music, but I thought those guys were dope, and they kind of like disappeared haji uh is married to i don't think he's married but uh he's i think he's engaged to uh natasha bedingfield no not natasha bedingfield oh wow what who's the one that made promiscuous uh nelly, nelly, Fr- nelly Furtado. Yeah, yeah he's engaged to nelly Furtado. good for him yeah yeah it's weird i don't think he makes much music like the last thing i heard about him they were at the golf wing circus the carnival and he got on stage and tyler didn't want to perform perform sandwiches uh-huh. and uh haji got pissed off and so haji went on stage before they went on stage together and just started talking shit about tyler yeah i remember on that. stage at the carnival yeah that's the last thing i heard about him and then like earl dropped a diss about him like a like a low-key like subtle like shade or whatever mm-hmm. i can't remember what song it is but he dropped he dropped a, like, a little diss bar about him interesting but yeah like my favorite uh music from odd future now is the internet and i didn't even know the internet was a group until like probably three years ago. Yeah, Matt Martian and fucking Sid, bro. They go fucking They're so hard. They're good, man. Yeah, that first, the Purple Naked Ladies, that first album that they dropped, 
That I think that dropped sophomore year. So it would have been like your junior year or whatever. But mm-hmm. that shit went hard. Damn, I need to go awesome. back and listen to that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's really good. It's like their first one. So like it's still a little rough or whatever. But um, it's a really good song. They've got Cocaine with Left Brain. That's a good song. And then they've got They Say, which is probably my favorite song on that album. And then they've got this song called She Don't Give a Fuck. And that's a really good song. I think Sid's voice is like top tier. I think her voice is Oh, really for good. sure. I, she had like a solo project that's really good too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but that was that was dope. I think they did that little project with Mac. They were like oh, a little yeah. group, like live from space. I think is what it was. Yeah, they made the. Let's uh, keep it all in the review, mm-hmm. girl. Yeah, they made that song together. Fucking miss yeah. Mac, bro. God damn, they're dropping the faces vinyl. They like made a vinyl for faces. Oh the yeah. The minute that I got an the minute I got an email about that from the Mac store, I was like, fucking purchase. 64 fucking dollars i don't give a shit i don't even have a record player bro i don't even have a record player (laughs) that's funny i have a i have a record player and i was actually they have like a pretty badass record store here that has like all the most recent shit but uh circles was 34 bucks and i was like ah not right now but (laughs) eventually because i love i that's probably uh i think that was like his best way to go out because that i thought i love that album i mean it's not it's very much it's not hip-hop at all but it's awesome. No, not at all. It's very much a um it's like more R and B. And it's very much a um nice little like capper. Like he like everything that he was at culminated to that point and it mm-hmm. was a very nice signing off for him. Like it was a very the minute that they announced they were gonna drop circles for us, even though it was unfinished, I was like really on the fence about it because I didn't know if it was just gonna be like on normal posts like money grab yeah but they were really doing this for like him and for his fans and then the minute that i heard it i was like oh this isn't about the cash or anything this is about finishing off what he wanted because it mm-hmm. went faces or went um swimming and then circles and then because swimming was the album that had rap and like r&b on it circles was supposed to be just the r&b album and then he had one more album that was just straight hip-hop straight rap that he was into after circles, but Damn. he never got to work on it. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. It yeah, is really like, tough. It would have been his, hard as fuck. All his last projects I thought were amazing. Like Divine Feminine. It's like one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah, Divine Feminine goes it's not my favorite Mac, but it's a really good Mac. It's a nice interesting Mac because it's like a light you've never seen him in before. Mm-hmm. If I had to say not very many hip hop artists influence me, but I would definitely say hands down Mac Miller influenced the fuck out of me. So We'll always yeah. love that. Yeah, faces. They're gonna move to streaming services. Yeah, that's why they released the vinyl. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, faces is my. That's my personally. That's my favorite Mac. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's so raw. It's so rough. He's like a fucking just a drug addict on that album. Mm-hmm. And like when that album dropped, I was probably like in peak like being fucking cokehead for like five <laughs> years. So that's that funny. shit really fucking changed my I life. I love man. I love the the piano keys on Diablo. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, but yeah, but hopefully, uh, when they move it over, they get all the rights and none of the songs are fucked up because they did that with Cushion Orange Juice and like yeah, there were like two or three tracks that they had to like make a different beat to it. Yeah, I was like you might as no, well have not even fucking done it. <laughs> yeah, I was reading that that's why it took so long to get to Faces because it was all the legal battle, but they got the okay on all the samples. That's what's up and on all of this stuff on the track. So. Once it drops October 15th, everything 
should tech from what I've read, everything should be on there. I don't think anything is going to be changed up. So nice. That's a big project too. I think it's like twenty tracks. Somewhere I think it's there. like twenty four or some shit 24. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fucking hard. I fucking love Faces, dude. Faces is my favorite. And then Rick Rubin had his hands all over Faces. Like really, that shit's so yeah. tight. Yeah, yeah. Especially towards like the track in like the end of the tracks, like the latter half of the album. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was all because he went. After he tried to get sober again, after he made, um, what is it? Good AM. After he dropped Good AM mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, he hooked up with um, Rick, Rick Rubin. And Rick Rubin did what Rick Rubin does with all artists. Like, have you seen uh, the new season of Dave? <laughs> I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, that yeah. episode's hilarious. Yeah. That's a really fucking good episode, man. That and the last episode of the second season, I fucking love that last episode. Yeah, so. I didn't realize, like how like honest he was being about who he really is on his tv show because he's like i haven't yeah. dropped a project in forever because i've had like writer's block and i've this and that and uh yeah. it's, it's so funny that his uh his album and the tv show is called penith yeah penith yeah makes me laugh every time yeah. this shit's great man i love that how he like made full circle like he's dave but dave is also gata like who mm-hmm. he was trying to be on stage was gata like that's like when he has that one trippy dream on the Rick Rubin episode where he's like slicing off pieces of Gator. Gator's like, here, fuck it. Just cut my arm off and uh-huh. serve them this. It's like he's stealing, you know, and that, that shit's real. Like it's, it's honest. Like he was mm-hmm. being honest. As funny as the episode was, like he knows that to some point he was like cultural appropriation, not to like get a huge thing on that, but like he knows about it and the fact that he's self-aware about it and almost feels like, I wouldn't say sorry, but at least feels enough about a certain way that he made, a specific episode about that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i think that's really cool yeah. and i'm not a huge dave or like little dicky fan because i don't his music's <laughs> fucking wild but uh mm-hmm. I, I gained more respect for him through the tv show yeah and i want to hear you know some some music now after watching that last season especially that collab with gata yeah yeah that shit sounds hard but yeah man i don't know man Life is crazy. I'm fucking losing in fantasy right now. I forgot that you're watching football, and I looked in the mirror, and I checked it out. I'm definitely losing in fantasy. Oh, Patriots are getting their ass whooped. Who are they playing? The Saints. Jameis Winston and the Saints. Fucking Saints. I didn't think they were going to be worth shit after fucking Drew Brees left. I didn't think so either, but they're about to get two wins. He's doing all right, man. He's doing all right. Yeah, good for Winston. He could have been a bust. He definitely was in fucking Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, he had he's had some bad some bad games for sure. Yeah. Oh man. So uh are there any uh artists, up and coming artists that you're listening to? That I there's should be on the lookout for? There's this uh well there's this guy named Walter who did a track like a feature with Sadzilla and with Chris with mm-hmm. Crazy. And he goes pretty hard. Um I tend to check out most people that they collab with because I, I love Crazy. I love Chris. And he's really talented. Yeah, he's and I a like cool Sadzilla too. I didn't so meet him until pretty recently. That, really? Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. pretty good. So anytime they feature people, I'll listen to it. But um, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head, man. Like I'm, uh, I'm pretty crabby. I don't mean to be, but I, I listen to what I listen to. And if it's good enough, there's this guy named producer named Hey Tony. He dropped a project. He's from New York. He's a producer from Tory. Uh, from New York and he dropped an album with a bunch of like features from people and Mavi's got a song with him and Wiki did a song with him and there's a bunch of like new coming up artists from New York that did tracks with him on that album and it was pretty hard. 
Nice. I was trying to see. There's not really any. I haven't been listening to just like a lot of hip hop race recently. Um, yeah. I don't. I was gonna say. I was gonna see I if mean, I knew anybody. Guy, there's this kid from Lubbock that went to school with me. His name is uh Anthony McIntyre, but he goes by That Boy Ace, mm-hmm. and uh, he's really good, man. He he's on Apple Music and Spotify, and uh, he's really good. I like him. He's he's got this weird like. It's not weird. He's got this very, you know, it sounds like it kind of gives me like a Nipsey Hustle vibe. Like oh, that's what's up. Raps like Nipsey Hustle. And uh, I think Anthony's cool. He was funny as fuck growing up in school. So when I found out he was doing music, I was like, that's tight. We'll have to collab. He's down. I just got to cook up some shit so we can start getting on it. And I'm down to collab with anybody, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a while, I was very pretentious about it. I'm like, I'm going to make music. And I'm going to make music just for me. But I'm mm-hmm. down to collab with anybody as long as, you know, it's a mutual respect thing. Like, do uh, you know Silent from OBI or whatever? He's here from Amarillo. Dalton Sandoval. No, I don't. He's, he's pretty good. Oh, wait, he's yeah. Pretty Dalton good, Sand- I feel like I'm okay. friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. It's like he's a white guy, good. right? He's, he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's yeah. a white guy. I think he's, like, Hispanic. I don't know. He's kind of got, like, the Mexican facial hair. So. Mm. Yeah, But uh, he's pretty good. They've got their group called OBI, and it's, like, I guess him and, like, two of his boys, and uh, they usually drop some pretty some pretty good fires so. that's up i really haven't heard his i should look into that because i've been facebook friends with him for like a year or two yeah yeah so. he's pretty good he's all right um tanner the homie two blunts he's dropping oh tanner has a homie from uh, oklahoma his name is dalton and uh dalton haley and they make more like uh it's a lot more singing to it uh mm-hmm. it's like hip-hop but it's not necessarily hip-hop and it sounds good for what it is. I'm not a huge like if I'm gonna listen to somebody sing, I'm listening to women sing. I don't wanna Yeah. I, I love women like artists, I love women singers. Guy singers I'm not a huge fan of because it's like whatever, but they're pretty good about it. And uh Dalton can carry a tune and Tanner can carry a tune really well, so plus they're the homies, so nothing but love and respect for them. That's what's up. There's uh there's a couple groups in Amarillo, uh they're called uh Bad Grammar. Uh, ugly Chulo and this dude named Sabi. Those oh, dude, guys, Ugly Chulo goes hard. Yeah, those guys both go hard. There's another group. I think they were originally Quartz, and now they're semi-pink. But there's this dude named uh, Jaden Scott. He's got fucking bars. Um, you should look him up on like Spotify or something. I think it's oh, yeah. maybe it's just Jay Scott, but uh, he's just like this young dude. They just like graduated high school like last year. Nice. And yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see like young people living their dreams and shit. Or trying yeah, to, man. at least. Definitely <laughs> fucking get into it, especially because, like, you just graduated high school, you ain't got nothing else. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing, but um, being a single parent definitely kind of impedes a little bit of the uh, creative process and uh, getting out there. But I try as hard as I can, man. And like I said, I'm down to whoever is likes whatever movement I'm on or whatever we're doing. If they like it, I'm always down to collab, man. Yeah, I love for it. sure. I love making music, period. It's cool, uh, you know, being a father, because I think about that, too, is, you know, trying to pursue things while having a child. But then there's a guy, uh, comedian Ron Funches, listen to his podcast. Ron Funches is fucking funny. Yeah, and he talks about having a son and how it just, like, made him work even harder. And I was like, yeah, hopefully that's the case when, <laughs> whenever I, uh, you know, get somebody pregnant. Yeah, Lily's really cool about that, the fact that she doesn't, like, you know, she's a little kid, so she doesn't have a filter. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll be making music or I'll be making music or I'm freestyling and she just looks at me like, that's not it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, right? And she's like, yeah, that's not it. You got to come harder. I'm like, that's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Does she have so she's uh, cool. Does she have like a favorite artist or anything? Uh, she likes, man, she likes metal music, bro. Really? Her, uh, yeah, Baby Mama's dad, her grandpa is like a drummer sort of or whatever. He's got mm-hmm. a drum set down in their basement. So she just likes the whatever sounds you know she likes the big fucking crash the symbols awesome. she likes all of that how old but, is she uh, now she she just turned six in august oh nice that's awesome it's fucking wild man she's old as hell she's so <laughs> smart she's she, so much smarter than i am sometimes she'd be out smarting me and i'm like shit she's adorable i see the the posts you share on facebook yeah yeah she uh she freestyles too we have a couple of songs i've got like two songs where she's freestyling so they're pretty funny that's badass. Drop those. Yeah, she, yeah. I will. I will probably. <laughs> I'm gonna do a song with her where she's like on the hook or something. That's cool. It'd be like the Eminem thing with Haley. Yeah, Haley song. Except you won't be. Song. You won't be rapping about stabbing people, so it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, or maybe you yeah, will. I, won't I don't rap know. About fucking killing her mom, <laughs> killing her mom, and throwing her in the fucking ocean, shit like that. Yeah. I'm alright on that. <laughs> That's funny. You mentioned uh, the Labor Day project. Has that dropped already? Labor Day tape. It is not. That's the first project that we're gonna try and uh, do this experiment. It's like a social, this social experiment on, and uh, we pay for it. Mm-hmm. Pay to get it mixed mastered. Pay for the promotion, and um, hopefully it'll come out good. We're gonna try and drop a single each of us. That way we have something on those like official websites. That way people can start looking into us, and that way when we drop the Labor Day tape, it's not just like we're dropping it to nobody or like the mm-hmm. Facebook. Not that we don't, because it's not. I hate to sound ungrateful. I appreciate anybody who even gives it a chance to click on it. Nobody, how many people do you know actually click on like the SoundCloud link? You know, so anybody oh, yeah, who actually very does, few. yeah, they'll like is, the shit out of it, but they won't. They won't click on it. Yeah. So <laughs> as respectful as they are to listen to it, um, that's cool. But if we were to start dropping full length projects and full albums and all that, like five people are really gonna hear it. So it's. Mm-hmm. That's why we kind of moved off from SoundCloud and uh, trying this thing, man. Like I said, hopefully it'll fucking work out. Nice, yeah. I think I, I think it will, man. I think it will. And uh, I think the Liberty tape is going to be great because we tried really hard on that. And uh, for the first time, I think, ever, we uh, held each other accountable for what it, we could do and what we were willing to do. And um, like I said, I think once it drops, uh, everybody's going to know my little brother, man, because – not even because I'm his older brother, but that motherfucker went hard on that shit, dude. That's awesome. Like, really fucking hard, man. That's really cool, man. Congrats. And you said you're going to go into, like, go, like, the Sadzilla route. So you're going to try to do, like, little, like, promo videos with some some Dragon Ball Z shit. Yeah, we, uh, Omar does, Omar does AMVs. So we'll probably, maybe, we might do oh, a couple yeah. of, like, I know animated Omar. music videos. He's like yeah. a videographer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He would so definitely Omar. kill that shit. Swomar, Gomar, Nomar, Bromar, Homar, <laughs> the fucking legacy. But um, yeah, we uh, we're gonna try and do that route. I already have like a promo for the Labor Day tape. It's like, uh, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. But it's pretty funny. I'm gonna try and make it pretty funny, and uh, hopefully it'll work out, man. I, 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 we gave ourselves six months to a year for this to um, for this to grow into something. And like I said, I bought all the equipment uh, the beginning of this year when we did income tax, when I got income tax. And I'm already miles ahead of where I thought I would be when I first bought the equipment. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that in the next six months to a year, we can, um, I think we'll be able to do something, man. And if nothing else, I think that we'll be able to garnish a little bit more of an audience and uh, people appreciate it. That's what's up, man. I hope it works out. Um, One of the keys to success I hear a lot, uh, especially from comedians, is that, uh, you know, they didn't give up. So I think they they say they got successful because they didn't quit. I mean, they didn't blow up until they were like 45, but... You know, everyone else quit. Everyone else, they, I'm not everyone else, but most people, vast no, majority. So, yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Keep man. grinding. Definitely. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, yeah man. I think it's going to sound great, man. I think it'll be good. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. I um, think it's a natural time to sign off. Do you have uh, anything you want to plug, promote, any shout outs, any uh, death threats? Uh, yeah, death threats. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm coming for you, bro. Just watch your ass in Austin. No, right. uh, no. Um, shoutouts is just the homies. Everybody, all of all of the crew. I'm not gonna. Michael, Jarrett, Omar, Tanner, Anthony, uh, Brennan, all the homies. The only thing I have to plug is my SoundCloud. I got three songs up there. Tanner's got a couple songs on his SoundCloud. I think Tanner's is uh, two blunts. Two blunts. Minus, yeah, minus Sam Bear and uh, Little Brother's got some, but it's just his beats on SoundCloud. So, mm. but on our Instagram profiles i think i know mine is in my instagram bio and it's just uh nick luna 58 and uh tanner's is just two blunts i'm pretty sure if you just go into soundcloud type in two blunts i don't think there's very many people named that so nice are you gonna do some tiktok promos uh i was thinking about that man because like tiktok's the way to go but i don't want to i don't know if i want to subject myself to uh tiktok it's blowing up it is blowing up. That would be the way to go. You Fucking just get, baby mama was like, just get one guy to dance to it or one get Lily to dance to it. She'll, she'll blow up. She'll go viral. Yeah, she might. She probably will. <laughs> now, but, funny. uh, no, man, I appreciate you calling me back on here, man. It's great to fucking catch up. Like I said, I'm super proud and super fucking excited for everything that you've got coming up and everything that's in the works for you. And, uh, no, God's got a plan for you, man. And it's going to be nothing but up from here, bro. And, uh, Big ups, man. Yeah. Respect and much love to you, buddy. Thanks. Same to you. I always hated doing video podcasts, but you know now I kind of have to if I want to interview anybody yeah. in Amarillo. So, yeah, right. thanks for coming on. It's always a good time. Um, you know, take it easy. Keep working. Take it sleazy. Don't fucking sleazy. hey, man. Treat it. Don't beat it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna <laughs> do both. So. Oh yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, I'll catch up with you later. Uh. Anytime you you have something dropping, just hit me up. I'll uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll stream it. I'll jam it. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah. Sounds take, great, man. All right. See you later. Yes, sir. You take it easy, bro. You too. Talking luxury on me Lady get high with me 
baby, just ride with me Shit, arrive and see that prior to this Always fucking with some peasants and never the king And that ain't no jab at the common man But let it be present tense As we move to the summer swing again And you looking for a reason to get out and go out And head out sex on fire when you look like you do now Panther on the prowl when you get a chance to get out and you looking for a reason to bend out, you bent out It ain't no dance where we get down, it ain't no stretch How you looking to get stretched out? Ooh. And I ain't no average man, so I ain't too mad at that And I ain't really mean no offense, I just wanna know how far you could bend Before you break, baby Looking at you, I know you won't Looking at you, you willing to Looking at you, you willing to hey. And all I know is when you fuck like you do Baby, that's solid groove And I'ma solidly move to the bedroom where we handle any bad attitude. Good morning. Fuck off. Boo.